Adventures of Julie Jones, and welcome back to the Get Shit Done podcast, where I bring exciting individuals from around the world to share brilliance with you so that you can learn from each and every one of them and apply them in your life. So of course, this week is no different than any other week where I have an amazing guest on today that I had the great opportunity to meet not too long ago. So Bonnie Komika, did I get that right? Did I say that right? Not quite, it's Chomika. Chomika, okay, so I saw the CH. All right, well, that's good, we're all good. You got the, We got the name mm-hmm. right. I should have asked beforehand, but you know what? I just go with it. So welcome to the show, Bonnie. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks so much. And you're not the first person to get that name wrong. So it's okay. (laughs) Listen, you know what? Like I've got the easy last name of Jones, right? But before Jones, my last name used to be Heinzelman. Well, let me tell you, that was mispronounced, misspelled, miss everything. So... I, I, I empathize, you know, about when you have a name that people are not quite sure how to uh, to say it. So That's anyway, all good. welcome, 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 welcome. Let's get started with you. Why don't we share about like who you are, what you bring to the party? Like what makes you so unique, Bonnie? Sure. Um, my name is Bonnie Chomika. And uh, I actually I live on Vancouver Island off the west coast of Canada. Um, And it is an island. It's not the big city of Vancouver that so many people associate it with. Um, I've been in marketing communications for over 30 years, uh, started in corporate. um, And then when we moved to Vancouver Island, there wasn't any real marketing jobs here. So I hung out my own shield and, and started my own business. And I used to do um, content marketing for small businesses like wineries, restaurants, print shops, you know, things like that. And then so writing their website content and profiles, uh, managing their social media posts, email newsletters, all that fun stuff. And then uh, a couple of years ago, um, some ladies came to me, people starting a coaching business And they wanted coaching from me on what their marketing ducks should look like in a row. And so that was new to me, but it was such a great experience that I changed my business model over to the coaching because it just had a deeper connection with those people. Um, I could see their growth. It was so much more rewarding. And I realized I could just reach way more people as well. So, yeah, the last couple of years, I coached mostly solopreneur women um, in the coaching, consulting, speaker, author space. Well, that is that is amazing. And I got to ask you, because like it's on my brain. And so if I don't ask it. So how big is Vancouver Island? Because I know about Vancouver. I don't think I realized, though, that there was an actual island. So how big of a population is that? And have you lived there all your life? Oh, I haven't lived here all my life. No, um, I've lived in three major cities and lived and worked downtown in that high energy environment. Um, and now here I live in a semi-rural um, area where my husband and I grow our own food. So we're almost somewhat self-sustaining. 
Um, a number of people on the island. That's a really good question. I'm, we've been here 10 years. And so it's certainly grown. There's development everywhere in our little nature paradise. But um, I'd have to say just over a half a million people. And it's a big island. It's I can't translate to mileage, but it's 450 kilometers long. So probably 300 miles long from top to bottom. So that sounds about right. Yeah. I, I, you know what, like that kilometer, you know, mile thing, it always throws all of us off. <laughs> oh yeah. How much do you weigh? How much do you measure? How much gas? Uh, all, of, all of them. Oh, well, I, you know, we're going to talk about content marketing, but again, like I never know where our conversations are going to go. So I really like the idea that you're growing your own food and like kind of self-sustained. So is that something you've always wanted to do that you've, um, you know, set out to like, did you say, are you've been doing it for 10 years or have you been doing it longer? Or? Well, it's, it's my husband, really. He's got two green thumbs um, and he's, he's always been a grower. Um, so we moved here from Calgary, which is the other side of the mountains. Um, and, and we had a little patch of garden there and, you know, he sort of, I mean, I grew up with some farmer relatives. Uh, so I knew a little bit about growing. I certainly knew how to pick and eat. Um, but he knows how to just grow things. He knows how to start them. He knows how to build proper soil and, and all of that. So when we moved here, um, it was in the attempt to grow because we're in the Pacific Northwest. So it's a very temperate climate. Um, and you can go, you know, growing seasons much longer. And I can't, we have a third of an acre. Like people think we have a big farm and it's like, no, it's just this little patch, but it's packed. It's, we've got like 14 different kinds of berries. We've got peaches and pears and cherries and figs and grapes and kiwis. And that's just the fruit stuff. You know, every summer we're growing vegetables to go with that. So, and we're just two little people. <laughs> With two freezers, actually three freezers. So, <laughs> well, and I give you a lot of credit because, you know, I think that it's sometimes it's a lost art, right? And I know more and more people are turning to it. And in fact, um, my husband and I as well, we've done some gardening in the past and we're looking to do much more of like a greenhouse. So, we're going to do some tiered beds and we're going to do some different things because I have to say, I grew up in Wisconsin. So, if you know anything about the Midwest, we were all about farming, right? Sure. I mean, we all had gardens growing up. And so when I first moved here to Arizona and didn't have a garden and I had a tomato from the store and I was like, what is this? This doesn't have <laughs> totally. like a tomato, right? <laughs> and so I was like, ah, this is not what I want. And so actually when my husband and I were first dating, he would see that I would push the tomatoes aside. He said, well, don't you like tomatoes or are you allergic? And I said, no, I said, these just really don't taste like tomatoes. And then that inspired him to start growing tomato plants. And once he had a homegrown tomato, he's never wanted to go back to other tomatoes, you know, since that point either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, uh, living on this island, I mean, we're a two hour ferry ride from the mainland. So everything comes here by truck on ferry. Um, so our food system, 
is limited. So there, there's lots of growers here. There's, you know, lots of big farm areas and farmers markets. And um, so, and, and we're connected in that community as well. So, you know, everyone tries to support each other, but it's just, you know, especially with COVID um, and we had big wildfires and floods and heat waves and all kinds of stuff that's been happening so it's it's really made like you said it's made people much more aware of where their food comes from and and more and more people like when covid started everything in the garden markets were done that was march people normally don't start doing stuff till may um and in march everything was gone from the garden centers uh, it was just crazy because people were staying home so it's like okay well we got to get our own food happening so yeah it's quite interesting it is and you know really Something to think about, of course, I never know like where we're going to go on these conversations. And so thank you for, you know, indulging my, my gardening here, because it just reminds me of the fact that so much, even in Arizona, there was a lot of farm fields, you know, Wisconsin, all these places have a lot of farm fields and those farm fields are slowly going away. Right. And they're, you know, becoming housing or whatever else people need. It's like, that's not really the direction we want to be going because we, uh, farming is tough. Like I know farmers, farming is tough, right? But we need our farmers in order to be able to continue to produce the food if you don't want to have to do it all yourself, right? And so it's the combination because I love farmers markets. I love that. Um, I just love fresh fruits and vegetables. So on that note, people... Go out and garden. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we yeah we we encourage that all the time. You know, um, it's it's it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be expansive. But even like show your kids, your grandkids, where their food comes from. Right. We've got to stop shipping stuff from across the world. Um, like that, especially with the price of gas just jumping up right now. So um, I think it's going to get even more closer to home for people. It is. Once people start to feel, I think, it in their pocketbooks or it starts to impact them in some way or their life, then they start looking for other strategies. Just like you do. We're going to bring this back down, back to content marketing, right? (laughs) Nice work. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to bring it back because, like, you know, we all think about content marketing. So really explain, you know, like what a strategy is around content marketing and really why it's so important for business owners. Yeah, sure. Um, marketing itself is a really big word and, and means a lot of different things to, to people. Um, and so for myself, I wanted to zero in on content marketing, which is a big aspect in itself as well and can mean so many things. But essentially, it's about creating value-added content or in you know providing information that's educational or entertaining or maybe enlightening it's not a sales pitch it's about providing value it's about uh, you know giving uh, of information and sharing with with your target audience and and what that does is it builds um that know like and trust factor because people get to know you and see um how you showcase your expertise. You know, when think of your own search results online, you're you're either you have a question you're looking for an answer to, or you've got a problem that needs a solution. So as the content creator, you need to provide things that have those answers or solutions. 
Um, and it's essentially a free um, strategy as well. It's not like paying for advertising. It's really more um, about time. T time is kind of the biggest payment um, in that aspect. But it's it just it it shows your credibility. Um, it gets you lots of exposure. Um, it's great for search engine optimization. Uh, it's very long lasting. So it's, it's not just, um, you know, like you do a Facebook ad for a month and then it's all done. Whereas your content sits online forever, really. It does. Now with the advent, you know, of the internet, right? <laughs> it's like everything's out there forever. So everything like, yeah, is out there forever. Be careful. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to social media, you know, you know, people don't realize how much employers are checking their social media accounts to see, you know, what kind of person they are before they hire them. You know, and I know that with content marketing, there's so much involved and that you probably love every part of it. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. But is there really one piece of it that is like your absolute passion that you really love doing? Um. I've, I became a huge fan of email mm. um, versus social media or blogs. I've, I've written blogs. I try to keep up with my own blog. Um, but I learned more and more about email and how more impactful it is than social media. I, I started out on social media because it was the new thing and, um, you know, really studied it a lot. I've worked with coaches and I've coached, you know, it myself. But Email kept rising to the top, and um, in a in a nutshell, it's it's you have permission to be in somebody's personal inbox, so that's that's a connection, um, and it's easier to build a relationship that way. Um, whereas in social media, you're like you're out there, right? Like we just talked about when you're on social, it's it's all it's all public, and um, with email, there's also statistics that show um, people are more likely to um, buy from an email promotion than a social media promotion. Like it's huge. It's like 70 versus 30% or something. Um, and I know when I started, I, I committed and that like anything, like going to the gym or starting a diet, you've got to commit to that strategy or that process, right? And so I decided to go with email. It's like, I was very sporadic on email. Like most people it's like, oh, I'm going to send out a newsletter someday kind of thing, right? And then I started doing it every week. It's like, I'm going to do this every week. And I've done it for almost two years now, every week. I think I've missed one. Um, and it just, my list has grown. I get lots of engagement. I get lots. I always ask questions. So people respond to my emails and I get more signups to my webinars and master classes. and I've just gotten more clients. So, and in social media, like half the time it's just, you know, crickets, like they say. So, so email has made a real big impact. And I, I send people to my blog or to my social sites, like, you know, there's there's some integration of, of all of that content as well. But yeah, I like my email. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I was going to ask you, like, if you were open to giving a tip, but you just did. So like what I heard you say about the emails is number one, consistency. You know, the fact that 
sporadic just isn't going to work, right? It's the, the weekly, which is something that I've started implementing as well. And I also like the fact that you talked about asking questions and getting the interaction because it's very interesting. Um, that is probably something I have not necessarily employed, but I am always surprised that when I do send out like a interesting, engaging email about whatever I've got going on, how people respond to it. They reply to it. Yeah. You know, and and they're excited to share. And I, I always give people a lot of credit, you know, for when they 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 take that time to go ahead and interact. So um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. See, we gave some tips without us even having to talk about them. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh. Well, and you talked a lot about, which, you know, I've kind of known from some of the stuff that I've done about creating that value. So would you say that like, you know, in creating the value, creating sometimes the free, how does that necessarily then lead to um, paying clients? Like how does that all kind of tie in together? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question because people, you know, this is like, why would I put out blog posts? Like, what, what, how does that lead to a sale? Or what, how do my emails lead to a sale? Or Facebook, I'm doing Facebook lives. How does that lead, lead to a sale? So it, go, it does go back to consistency. Um, it's providing that valuable information that your audience wants and needs. So they follow you. They, they they wait for your stuff, they engage with your stuff. And um, and even if it's someone that's new, that's just found you, you know, um, I have a little story about uh, a dog trainer. So there's a lady who's got a new puppy and he's chewing her Jimmy Choo shoes. And she's like, oh, I don't, like, what do I do with this stupid puppy? And so she starts searching online for, you know, how do I stop my puppy from chewing my shoes? And, you know, she comes across a dog trainer's website and there's blog posts and there's videos on there about all kinds of different things. And she finds the one about puppies and shoes. And so she's got this thing. She's like, okay. And as she sees this content, which is free, she's not paying for it. And the person that's created it has not paid to create it she makes a connection with this person and finds out, oh, hey, they're local to where I live and they've got classes. So, um, you know, it could be, she could have bought a, a course online. Um, in this case, she's going to a local place where she can take her silly puppy. Um, so that's just, it's, it's you know, when people consume your content, th- that was one situation where she was ready for help. She was seriously ready for help, right? Um, but sometimes people are not ready to buy either when you're putting content out there, but they recognize you for your expertise. So when that need comes up and they're ready to buy, then you're going to be more top of mind. You and your brand are going to be, okay, you know what? I need to call Bonnie because I need this stuff. So that's, that's kind of how it leads. It's a long-term, it's a long-term strategy. Um, It's not like putting an ad in a place where, you know, someone's ready to buy. So it's a bit different. Well, and it's all about strategy, like you talked about. So, I mean, there's all kinds of different strategy, you know, like people do direct mailing, right? And there's only Mm -hmm. like a certain percentage of that. There's, you know, television advertisement, you know, radio advertising, wherever anybody goes, right? So again, you know, just to reiterate the consistency, but it's free, right? So like it's your, you're creating a, a sense of credibility 
Because when people keep going over and over and over, and then it starts to stick with them. So like in my, my case, you're talking about like the dog chewing on the shoes. When I first got my little dog, right? His name is Rocky and he's a six pound min pin chihuahua. He would poop in my shoes. Oh, Lord. He would like, he, I don't know how he managed to do this because he's so <laughs> tiny. And I think it happened by accident. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that he had done it, right? Now, oh. thank, God, thank God it wasn't fresh, okay? Because I went to go put my tennis shoes on. I'm like, I'm like I stuck my foot in. I'm like, what is in my shoe? And I looked at it. I was like, <laughs> and then, you know, of course, I, I yell out, Rocky, you know, who pooped? Who pooped? You know, and <laughs> He just looks at me and he's got that innocent little look. Oh, of course. Off, right. I guess I need to search for somebody on content about pooping in a shoe. <laughs> wow. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> I know. I know. Having dogs, you know, they add so much to your life, but then they also give you a lot of little surprises that you're just not quite sure you are ready for. <laughs> oh, man. Whoa. Well, is there anything that you see, like, you know, in everything that you've done? And that's why people hire you too as a coach to like lead them down the right path. But is there like a common mistake that you see a lot of people are making all the time with their content marketing or content creation that you'd like to say, hey, you know, stop doing that? Snap out of it. Yes. <laughs> Well, commitment to the process. We, you know, we already touched on that. Just like like anything, it's not going to happen if you're just random, randomly doing something. So you need to find a way to be consistent, and that's it's about having like clear objectives. Like, why are you creating this content? Is it to educate? Is it to entertain? Is it to uh, you know, create brand awareness? Is it to promote something, you know, like I do master classes and webinars. And so I'm going to create content that's going to complement those and interest you into, you know, maybe signing up. Um, but it's also, uh, I don't, I don't like to sell process, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's, it's a method of getting things done. So you need a plan um, you need to use some kind of a calendar. I mean, I have a, a planning tool. It's made out of a spreadsheet, but it's easy to use. Or you can use things like Trello or um, Evernote, you know, online apps um, and create your own process. It's like if you're going to write a blog, it's not just about writing the blog. You need to do research and then you need to put it, you know, on your WordPress or Wix site or whatever it is. Um, and you need links to go somewhere, you need images, what size should your image? So like you need to kind of um, detail what that process is so that when you do it again, it's easier. And every time you do it, it gets easier and easier. Um, so it's just, it's about, um, yeah, just committing to the process, I guess. That's, that's the whole thing. I hear what you're saying in so many ways, because first of all, it's not like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what's going to stick, right? No. Because it's it's really is. And that's why people look to coaches for support, because in order to be sometimes consistent and committed, it's the accountability factor, right? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, your marketing is not necessarily going to work. It's like anything. Sometimes like even with social media. You know, I've had people talk about social media and say, well, you should be posting at least once a day. If it doesn't go viral, 
then like, you know, don't post again because otherwise people aren't going to see it. And there's all these rules, right? Yeah. Well, now I just saw the latest thing with Instagram. Like, I don't know who's got time for this, quite honestly, Bonnie. You're supposed to be posting three to five times a day on Instagram. Oh and, like, my a gosh. combination of like reels and stories and posts and all these kinds of things. Like, I just don't have the time nope. <laughs> or the ambition to be doing that. But there are other things that I would, you know, be much happier doing. But again, like, it just reminds me of like, you know, content management. It's also kind of like reputation management, right? It's like yes. really, you know, putting yourself out there and letting people know who you are, what you stand for, your values, all those kinds of things. Because again, it builds that credibility. It builds that trust that when people are finally ready to purchase, you're at the top of their head. That's 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 exactly right, Julie. That's exactly right. I find, um, you know, I have my moments with social media as well. Um, but like, I don't even go on Instagram. I mean, I don't have my business on Instagram. I I pick Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and that's it. Um, I didn't go to Clubhouse. I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I'm personally on Instagram and, and I, I don't think I really like it. So <laughs> I'm not going there and you don't have to be everywhere, you know, pick, pick a couple and get good at it. Like that's, that's the thing as well. Well, it is because if you're working on all that stuff all the time, when are you actually servicing clients or actually yeah. have time for the, the clients and kind of like you, Bonnie, you know, I've done Facebook, I do LinkedIn, I am on Instagram. I post every once in a while. TikTok, as soon as that came out, I thought about it and I'm like, no. Like I just am not incorporating one other thing. Yeah. You know, to to everything that I have to do. Cause like I said, I'll be on social media all, all dang day and I won't get anything else. Anything else. It's so done. easy. It's so easy to do. So yeah. Yeah, yeah just pick a lane, right? Pick a lane and, and get good at it. Get good at it and stay consistent. That's what Bonnie's talking about. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. That's, oh that's the number one. Um, that's the number one mistake is not being consistent. Um, and trying to be on too many platforms. I guess we've all, we, we just, we just covered all the mistakes there. <laughs> we got this. Like anybody who listens to this, man, if they're not thinking about contacting you, Bonnie, I don't know what, like really people it's, you know, it's, it, it's not necessarily common sense either. There has to be the key word as well, strategy. You know, again, like that's what makes, you know, it different than anything else. So Bonnie, like if people were looking to get a hold of you, which I know after this podcast, they will. So what are some of the best ways for people to connect with you? Oh, sure. Uh, well, my website, I mean, that's that's the hub of my business and it's bonniechomika.com. So that's B-O-N-N-I-E. C-H-O-M-I-C-A dot com. Um, and I would suggest at the top of that homepage, there's a, a free gift. You can get a, um, an ebook with writing tips, which it's just simple stuff that you should be doing every day and in your copywriting or your content writing or emails or texts, any kind of communication to, to leads or clients or partners. Um, and that will get you on my, um, mailing list, which I send out every Wednesday. Um, and I do, uh, master classes about every six weeks. Next one's April 13th. So if you get on my list, you'll get an invite to that. 
And um, yeah, website has links to social. I'm on LinkedIn, I have a Facebook page, and I'm on Twitter, all B Chomika or Bonnie Chomika. Well, that's awesome. And thank you for the offer of the free gift because I'm ready to go there and like download and, and so I can get on your mailing list and get some great content, you know, to see what you're up to and, and also to be able to take advantage of that. So as we're we're wrapping up and, and again, people, like I know I always talk about this to my listening audience, like I know that's a lot of information and you're probably driving or doing something else as you're listening to this podcast. All the information will be in the show notes so that you can easily find Bonnie and take advantage of that offer. And as we're wrapping up, Bonnie, because I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but I always want to give people the opportunity. Is there anything else on your heart or anything else that you're like, gosh, I wish you would have asked me that, that you really want to share with the audience today? Um, I think, you know, marketing, it's hard. It's, it's not easy, but you know what? You, you have to market your business in whatever form you feel comfortable or want to get help with. Um, but don't beat yourself up either. Um, marketing is it's almost like trial and error. It's about testing things. And it's about communicate. I, I look at it more like communication. I, I, I've always been in marketing communication. So it's it's that interaction. It's being of service, being helpful. Um, and it's not about manipulation or, you know, trying to convince people. It's, uh, it's about, you know, interacting as humans. I love that because it kind of reminds me of, you know, the saying people love to buy but hate to be sold, right? So it's, you know, like you walk into a retail store. This happens all the time. Somebody comes up to you and just offering to help. And you're like, no, no, I'm just looking. And then, you know, you need them and then you're not able to find them, right? Yeah. So it's all about, you're absolutely right with the marketing. It's just creating value, creating and building those relationships. You know, one of the things that often sticks in my head is that like social media, it's still about building relationships, right? Like if I met you for the first time, I'm not like, hey, you want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? And like over over the top, you know, maybe maybe Julie Jones would be because I can be over the top, right? But it's about building that relationship. It takes time. So, you know, I guess if you have anything that you're taking away from this podcast today is invest the time. Invest the time, be consistent, and make sure that um, you know you're reaching out to the experts in this arena, like Bonnie, who can really support you and help you in in marketing what you have to offer. Because everybody has unique things to offer. Absolutely, We're all different. We all have a different message, and we all have a different gift. So well said. On that note, Bonnie, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. You know, being here all the way from Vancouver Island. I can't wait. That was fun, Julie. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're so welcome. So this is Julie Jones signing off for this week. As always, I so appreciate you listening in. And I encourage you to share this with someone who may be looking at their content marketing and um, who could really benefit from this podcast. And as always, make sure to have a productive get shit done type of week. We'll talk to you soon. Time is our most valuable asset, and I certainly do appreciate yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Get Shit Done podcast with me, 
Julie Jones. If this episode was helpful for you, please subscribe and give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. This goes a long way in helping others to find the show too. Are you ready? I mean, really ready to make the next step towards living your best life now? Then contact me at juliejones.biz to schedule your call with me. You can also find additional information on contacting me in the show notes. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode of the Get Shit Done podcast. In the meantime, be sure to live your life with purpose and passion.